Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Security concerns after Capitol attack. Chatter about making the next target the inauguration. President's message to the mob. You do not represent our country. Calls increase for Trump removal. By immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, there are fears about the possibility of more violence in the days ahead as fallout from the attack on the U.S. Capitol shakes Washington. And there are troubling questions about the security breakdown and increasing calls for President Trump to be removed from office. CBS's Jeff Pegues tells us five are now dead in connection with the attack. The violent domestic terrorism seen on Capitol Hill on Wednesday killed Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, a 12-year veteran who most recently served in the department's first responder unit. In a statement, Capitol Police said Officer Sicknick collapsed after a confrontation with violent rioters and his death is being investigated as a possible homicide. Sicknick's death comes hours after the U.S. Capitol Police Chief and House and Senate Sergeants at Arms stepped down after outrage from the police union and both sides of the aisle on Wednesday's security failures. Thousands of National Guard troops deployed into Washington overnight to help secure the city. CBS News has learned that some of the rioters involved in Wednesday's attack have remained in the area and new intelligence shows that they may be planning more attacks in the city and on federal buildings. There are also warning signs on social media that Inauguration Day may be their next target. A post on a white supremacist Telegram channel says it is the next date on the calendar that the pro-Trump and other nationalist crowds will potentially converge on the Capitol again. President Trump, after stoking doubts about the election for weeks, now admits he's leaving office. CBS's Ben Tracy tells us he's offered a new take on Wednesday's siege. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. President Trump last night finally condemned the violence carried out in his name. But this is what the president said the day before. We love you. You're very special. And what he said at his rally before the assault on the Capitol may be investigated by U.S. attorneys for leading to the violence. The president is also now falsely claiming he immediately deployed the National Guard to stop the attack on the Capitol. The violence went on for hours, and the Guard only arrived after Vice President Mike Pence got involved. President Trump appears to finally be resigned to the fact, after two months, that President-elect Biden will be sworn in after misleading his supporters about false allegations that the election was stolen. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos resigned last night, indicating the president's rhetoric was an inflection point. 
White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy says she joins Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao, who quit earlier in the day. It's increasingly looking like a mass exodus with the departures of two cabinet members, senior White House officials, and political appointees at key federal agencies. These are people who would have seen their employment end with Joe Biden swearing in, but their resignations now send a signal that they seek to be seen as more loyal to the Constitution than the president they've served. Well, CBS's Nancy Cordes has the latest on the calls from top Democrats for the president's removal or impeachment. This is emergency of the highest magnitude. Calling President Trump dangerous, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declared he should be removed. Democrats plan to talk today about a backup plan. And it wasn't just Democrats. Illinois Republican Adam Kinzinger. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and to end this nightmare. I don't support an effort to invoke the 25th Amendment now. South Carolina's Lindsey Graham has spent more time with Mr. Trump than nearly any other lawmaker. Do you believe, after spending so much time with him, that he is mentally unwell, as some of his aides have said? I think he's very frustrated. He thinks the election were stolen. I think he's uh, got some very bad advisors. President-elect Joe Biden says the attack on the Capitol was disorder, not dissent. And he says the response by law enforcement is evidence of a dangerous double standard. No one can tell me that if had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesting yesterday, there wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been treated very, very differently than the mob of thugs that stormed the Capitol. For the first time yesterday, COVID-19 deaths in this country topped 4,000. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti's city is one of the nation's virus hot zones. Hold on, because things may get worse. In fact, many indicators point to that. Correspondent Jonathan Vigliotti. A more infectious strain of the virus has now spread to at least eight states. Officials confirming the first known cases in Texas, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. So far, more than 5 million people have received the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. In an effort to speed up the rollout, Florida's governor has converted Miami's Hard Rock Stadium into a large-scale vaccination site. And local pharmacies in select states have begun receiving vaccines this week. Boeing will pay $2.5 billion to settle a criminal charge linked to its 737 MAX jetliner. Some of the money goes to families of the victims in two crashes overseas. Arrested in California, the 22-year-old woman who falsely accused a black teenager of stealing her phone last month. You see, you see two black people? No, I'm not letting him walk away with my phone! Then tackled him in a New York City hotel. The charges are not clear. NYPD detectives went to the state with a warrant for her arrest. Overseas, a court in South Korea has ordered Japan to compensate 12 South Korean women who were forced to work as sex slaves during World War II. Japan has protested contending all wartime issues were settled in the 1960s when diplomatic ties were renewed. Reporter and author Neil Sheehan has died. He broke the story of the Pentagon Papers for the New York Times in 1971 that chronicled deception about the Vietnam War and the overconfidence about the chances for U.S. victory. I never got away from the war, not because I was obsessed with it in those years, but because it was the event of my generation. Sheehan's 1988 book about the war won the Pulitzer Prize. He was 84. Tonight, we get our last look at TV game show icon Alex Trebek. The last show he taped before he died goes on the air. Here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. If you were born the day Alex Trebek first hosted Jeopardy, you would now be 36 years old. 
When Trebek died last November, the producer said the show would continue. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. This week, Trebek, his voice weakened, had one final message for his fans. I'd like you to open up your hands and open up your heart to those who are still suffering because of COVID-19. As he was suffering, he was thinking of others suffering. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. No permanent replacement's been named. Star player Ken Jennings hosts next week. That's the Roundup, produced this week by Paul Ferry and Matt Cherry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.